I wasn't poor growing up. I was raised poor. My dad would act right. like we had no money at all. And uh, <laughs> so, Dude, like, okay, $14 no. for a video game? Get the fuck out of here. Okay, hi everybody, welcome to Burn Popcorn, we're going to be talking about two of, well, one of my favorite movies, uh, so this week we watched Milo and Otis, uh, and also Homeward Bound, I put an and in there, so I assumed it was two different things in my head, but it wasn't, it's a Milo and Otis and Homeward Bound, hi everybody, who knows? It's a lot of names in a lot of places. Right. Uh, this episode, yeah. So one um, of these, God, is I'm gonna have pretty... to title this on the upload. I'm gonna have to do the titling for the upload, and I'm gonna have to like just like try to write it out in my head so that it doesn't look stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. Put an ampersand in there. Um, so <laughs> one of these movies is pretty good. One of them is pretty bad. We're gonna find out if that good movie is good as everyone says it is. We're gonna find out if that bad movie is bad as everybody says it is. So and it is and it is. So how you doing, Charlie? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 pretty good. Uh, I've been you know I, I I watched I watched one movie and an episode of Too Cute today, so that was nice. We'll just say right off that Milo and Otis is rough. Uh, and that's not a dog pun. Yeah. So we uh, so we watched these two movies. But before we get into our discussion of those two movies, uh, Mike, has there been anything that you've watched this week that you haven't seen before or you haven't seen in a while? Not including Homeward Bound. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Kathy and I actually watched uh, Tommy Boy this week. Uh, I love Tommy Boy. It's such a good movie. It's terrific. Um, oh, hey, Tommy uh, Boy's so uh, good. Trigger warning. They say the word retarded twice in this movie. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. other than, I mean, it was made in 1995. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. So, which... Listen, you forget. This was 25 years ago. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Tommy Boy is I think a lot of its comedy is like for like everlasting like it's very you know the comedy in it is so fucking like profound and like not profound in like a deep mystic mystic way fat guy in a little coat ain't no you know right. citizen king right yeah it's not us uh, no sun zoo or anything yeah but but in the prolific i think is the word i was looking for in that like tommy boy will be funny to audiences over the next 200 years, even when we've stopped using tires in our cars, you know, yeah. like, yeah, because it's just Chris Farley being the biggest sweetheart in the world and David Spade giving him nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ex yeah. All right. So Chris Farley definitely has the funniest, like, comedic yell in, yeah. in history. Oh, and yeah. then David Spade is the greatest sarcastic character. So yeah. just put them together and it's terrific. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I it's a it's a dang shame that we lost Chris Farley early. Because right. I would have killed to have seen what he'd be doing now. Like, how Sandler movies would be now if he were still alive. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine Chris Farley as Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yes, I very much can. Because I feel like that role was made for Chris Farley. Oh, my God. Kevin that would J be a terrific movie. It would be so good. 
I feel like there would be a justified three Paul Paul Blarts by now. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Is there a third Paul Blart? Am I going crazy? There I think is, there's one coming out. I'm pretty sure there is no third Paul Blart. Can we can we look this up? Hold on, because I've I've said multiple times. I'm going to say with 99% certainty there is no Paul Blart three. I've said multiple times if a third Paul Blart movie ever comes out, I'm flying into Syracuse. Listen, this is going to catch me a lot of flack. I saw Paul Blart Mall Cop two and Mad Max Fury Road in the same week, and I preferred Paul Blart Mall Cop two. <laughs> See, oh man, it's tough because you really hate Fury Road though. It's not a movie. It's a bunch of explosions put into order. Hold on, hold on. Uh, so, why hasn't Happy Madison made Paul Blart 3? In Christy Lemire's review for, um, Audrey, from RogerEbert.com, she spoke for many when noting that, truly, there is not a single redeeming moment in director Andy Fickman's film talking about the second one. That's wrong. There's several <laughs> redeeming moments. Uh... Based on Happy Madison's filmography, the company doesn't have any interest in third franchise installments. They could build an entire third movie off of the scene where that security guard eats a black banana. That could be the entire third movie. I'm going to blow your mind here, boss. I've never seen Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. I've only seen the first one. That doesn't blow my mind, but... It, for cultural osmosis purposes, like it makes sense to see that third one or that second one. Right, right. Listen, no, yeah. if you watch that second one, you like, especially if you see it for free, you won't be upset that you saw it. Right. There, listen, I'm saying that when I saw Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, it did exactly what I thought it would in that it is a dumb movie I don't need to think about, and it made me, it gave me a few cheap laughs and that was right, it right that was all um, i wanted out of it that's what i got i was not <laughs> upset i uh i so and the only reason i saw the first paul blart movie was because i thought it was the other movie about mall cops <laughs> the seth rogan one uh, where the dudes i can't remember the name oh, of it uh, uh observe and report observe and report i thought it was that i got the two mistaken because for some reason in the same year they decided to release two movies about mall cops yeah uh, i don't know why they do that it's very much like uh what is it no strings attached and friends with benefits yeah why are they releasing and uh oh and uh the jungle book and Mowgli. yeah oh my god well it happens a lot actually where it's like why are they releasing both yeah like you said uh that was uh, the great example of uh, Jungle Book and Mowgli. Like, one of these is clearly the better thing. Yeah, one of them found out the other one was being made halfway through production and said, fuck, we've already put too much money into this. we got to yeah, keep going. Yeah, dude, I feel so bad for Mowgli because I feel like it got fucked over hard. Yes, I, I haven't seen it. It might be a solid flick. Like, it might be, but I've definitely seen the the live action Jungle Book a couple times. Yeah, because for some reason it's always playing on a plane whenever I'm on a plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but like Jesus Christ, what am, I, I might have? Did I already say this? What did, did you see anything new? Did we already go over this? I don't remember. Oh, I have I seen anything new? No, I have not, because I have 
uh, I have like no, I have no time to watch anything now except for the movies for this show. It sure. Kinda, it, like, because here's here's let me give you a weekly breakdown of my schedule and I'll make it fast. So uh, we'll start at we'll start at Sunday night or Sunday, because that's like the beginning of my week and how I see it is we do this show before we do the show. I watch two movies and I watch the two movies for this show. And after I'm done that in between, we record this show. I take a nap or I watch sure. YouTube because I, you know, and I take a nap while watching YouTube. Monday through Wednesday is completionist entirely. I after this show, I'm going to start editing the completionist video that goes out on Wednesday, and I will not stop editing that video until Monday night, Tuesday morning, and then I will go through reviews for that video, and then it'll release on Wednesday afternoon for our time, for their time morning, and then uh, Thursday through Thursday through Sunday. Oh, this entire time I'm driving a car. Somehow I'm driving a car while editing all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the same time. Not at the same time. I don't know. Will it be? Because I've definitely had to pull over a couple times and look up on my phone time codes for Josh, oh, our channel geez. manager. Because I've I've literally on the highway before because it was needed right as I was driving a job. I have pulled over on the side of the highway on the shoulder, thrown my emergencies on and watched a completionist video to give him time codes because uh, YouTube has this feature where you can break your video up into parts like on the timeline to be like, right. this is where the intro is. Yeah. And intro I've, and then first ad, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that well on the highway, praying no one sideswipes my car. Oh, jeez. <laughs> watching Hyrule Warriors just like tears streaming down my face because I just want it to be done with. <laughs> <laughs> and then so Thursday, Friday, I'm driving. And uh, if we if we have time, we're doing a show or something. Uh, we're recording for Co-op Arcade. If not, I'm editing Co-op Arcade or this podcast until we hand it off to you, which... So, little thing. Mike's editing this episode. Yay! It's his Yay! first episode editing. I'll put a clap in, uh, clip art <laughs> thing in here. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the, uh, the confetti cannons I use. Nice. <laughs> Mike's taking over editing the podcast so I can focus on Co-op Arcade. It's still going to be the same content. Literally nothing's changing. Um, but go watch Co-op Arcade. Eh? <laughs> eh? It's funny. I've laughed a couple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm in it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then I edit for that. And then we do our official Co-op ar- Arcade recording is on Saturdays. And then uh, on Saturdays, I also try to do a little bit completionist editing to get myself ahead. I never do it. And I just lay there and I watch YouTube or TikTok for seven hours. <laughs> Well, and I watch YouTube because I'm trying to keep up with YouTube trends and see where the next step is. So, like, I'm finding myself watching, you know, I, I like I found myself watching commentary videos right before commentaries blew the fuck up um, before, like, the Tati and James Charles drama started happening. And then, you know, I, I I'm trying to see, like, what's next, like where the next step is so that you know maybe we can take part in it and you know or you know like at 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 the very least i can see where the next seo trends are going um 
Yeah. So that's a peek into my weekly life. And in no time in there do I find any time to go. I'm going to sit down for two hours on Netflix and watch The Dirt or whatever. Mud's a good movie with uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. You should watch that. It's only two (laughs) hours and 15 minutes long. I should watch Mud. Mud has been on my list, actually, because when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this movie looks fucking awesome. And like, I've heard that it's like kind of okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would recommend yeah. it. Hey, Charlie, how do we hop into this baby? Hey, Mike, how about we hop into this baby? Oh, you want to start on uh, Milo Notice? I do. And Great. I, I, I'm, oh, spoiler alerts. I don't, I don't think anyone who isn't over the age of four hasn't seen Homeward Bound. Uh, we're going to spoil the crap out of both of these movies. Really, Homeward Bound is the only one you need to care about, but... We're also going to spoil Milo and Otis and maybe every other film that's ever been made ever. (laughs) So don't listen to this podcast unless you've seen every movie ever made ever. Charlie, Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't think I could spoil Milo and Otis if I really tried. I can't think of a single point. I'd be like, oh, dang it. You ruined the ending for me. Yeah. Unless I said uh, they live. But like, come on. (laughs) They didn't kill this cat and dog. Well, let's get there. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, We will definitely talk about the amount of animals that were harmed in the making of this film. Um, Not even just harmed. I mean, one of them was harmed, but ended. We'll say ended. Um, We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So Milo and Otis is a film from 1986. It's about a cat and a dog going on some adventures, uh, trying to find make making their way back to you, baby. Uh, uh, You being a farm in Japan. It's based on a Japanese manga novel. Yeah, something like that. It's based some off kind of some Japanese, Japanese storybook. Yeah, it's a, it's a storybook like it's a kid's storybook. Um, and it's about a cat named Milo and a dog named Otis. I will refer to them as Milo and Otis. Yep, that's, that's a good names. idea, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> well, I, was, I keep trying to tell myself, like, okay, you can't just refer to things as cat or dog or bear or crow. I mean, you can. Um, I mean, right out the gate, we need to mention that Milo's a shit from the beginning. And, like, even yeah, his mother was just like, this me. guy's a little fucking bitch. Yeah, Milo's the worst right off the bat. So, Milo, it starts with Milo's birth. He is born, and immediately he's his mom's like, hey, don't wander away. And he fucking just wanders away. And But doing so lands him right in the lap of his best friend, Otis, uh, who was just born, and he's a pug. And they're the most adorable fucking things in the world. And it pains me the fact that so many of them had to die to make this movie. <laughs> hey, Charlie, did you know that I had to Google uh, can pugs give live birth in order to make sure this movie was factually accurate? Mike, we will get into it because that is... <laughs> Something that I will talk about in detail as much as no one wants that. <laughs> well, if I had to know about it, you have to fucking know about it. Person listening yeah, to this. Yeah, this movie makes you know about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're not even five minutes. I haven't even started the movie yet. So. <laughs> so Milo and Otis, they're best friends and Milo's mom is like showing him around the farm like, hey, don't jump in the river and uh, don't be a bitch. And he's like, I'm going to jump in the river and be a bitch. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, hey, Otis, watch me jump in the river and be a bitch. And (laughs) Otis is like, 
uh, I don't think that's a good idea, bruv. And he's like, what? I can't hear you. I'm already floating halfway down the river in a fucking box. <laughs> I'm gonna just continue the rest of this by reading the Wikipedia article because okay. this was the point. This was the point in the movie where I checked out. Yeah, because let, I let me just hop in with a quick detail. Is <laughs> as he's flowing down this river, um, a bear yeah. appears, and like the whole conflict is the of this is will the bear realize that Milo is in this box and fucking murder him? And yeah. uh, guess yeah. what? He does and um he doesn't murder him though because uh, <laughs> well, uh otis we'll decides we'll i'm gonna get, get i'm gonna mess it. this guy up and you could tell they just threw a pug into a river against a bear <laughs> and that's yeah. the whole thing is this dog trying to get away from a bear <laughs> yeah okay so i think we should just talk about it mike how many let, let me look up the Dogs, because I did look up the cats. Uh, how many cats do you think were murdered to make this film or I, injured? All right, we talked about this a little bit before we got into it. I guessed five. It is twenty. Whoa, that's like <laughs> two and a half litters. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty orange cats were fucking murdered to make this movie. Don't watch this. All right. And one of them, one of them was one of them. They intentionally broke its paw so that it would have a limp in a scene. Someone's job was to grab this cat and snap its fucking leg, its brittle toothpick leg to make it look like it hurt itself because no! it did. <laughs> Char- all right. Yeah. So at this point, we, we feel it's very necessary. I went out of my way to find a version of this did. that was not getting paid. I found a pirated free illegal I version. Made, I made it a point to watch this on a service that would not give this movie any money. And that service is called PirateBay.org. Thank you, Pirate Bay, for making me not give these disgusting humans one fucking penny. Right. I found a shitty money. quality YouTube video. That was good enough. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, we don't endorse this film. We encourage you to not watch this film. If this is the uh, first movie we're going to tell you don't watch, we'll spoil it for you. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Li- and that's, it's kind of good that this is the one, because there's literally no plot to this movie. We're, d- I'm throwing the rundown out the window. We're doing it live. There's no <laughs> fucking plot to this movie. It sucks, asshole. I'm about to read a Wikipedia article, because I feel like that... That is way more fucking important and will give you any sort of knowledge about this film than you watching the Luca Magnata of movies just fucking out there murdering cats. It's too much. Oh my god. It's more than this movie deserves. It is. It really is. This movie should be forgotten with time. Um, And I am not finding anything on the dogs, but I'm assuming more than zero. So Oh, I'm assuming more than zero. Uh, So, according to a 1990 Australian newspaper report, more than 20 kittens were killed during its production, and one cat's paw was intentionally broken to make it look unsteady when walking. Fuck you guys. 100%. I hope you burn for this. Fuck you. Uh, do Do you know what happened? Why it was? Remember the scene where Milo uh, falls off the cliff from being attacked by the seagulls? Yes. 
Yes, he's I a remember little, he's watching a that and saying the cliff, isn't they he? threw a cat off of this cliff. Yeah, they did. They did. They picked up a cat and threw it off a cliff. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Don't watch this movie. All right, let's get into the plot of Milo and Otis, and then we'll forget about this movie for the rest of time. And uh, no one ever has to watch it again and never watch it again because Homeward Bound exists. The exact thing that you wanted out of this movie already exists in a better movie that was watched over by the Humane Society. Milo is drifting down the river and is attacked by a fucking bear. And the dog's also attacked by a bear. Otis is attacked by a bear. They're all, there's a bear. I'm, a, I'm hoping it's a trained bear. I'm hoping it's a trained bear. It might not be. Yeah, they might, honestly, I, I don't put anything past these people. They might have just put a cage out and wait for a bear to wander in and then decided to shoot a movie with it in there. I don't know. I can't. Now that I know about the whole paw breaking thing, it's that. Because, like, the throwing kittens off the cliff, like, obviously, fuck you and die. But, like, it's the intent of breaking a paw that's, like, they could have done anything for this movie that they tried. That fox, that fox was probably caught in a bear trap that they put out and they were just like, all right, now do your thing, fucking fox. And, uh, you know, then we'll never talk. We'll never see you again. I don't know. I don't know. So Milo encounters a bear, escapes from a raven in Deadwood Swamp. Um, I don't remember a swamp at all in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah, he's in the bog and he's I. I didn't even notice that he was there until Otis showed up, and he spent a good amount of time in this swamp, and he looked for clams. Yeah. I remember that. He found... No, that was on the beach. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was on that was on the beach. Um, oh, we should also say that this movie doesn't have any voice actors. There is one man, Dudley Moore, doing the voiceover for this whole movie, and he's doing the voice for, like, every character... And he's like, and then Milo said, and it's like, I can't imagine picturing Dudley Moore in a booth in 1986, just like giving it his all during this fucking movie. Yeah, it's very much a David Attenborough and that they just show him audio and say, hey, make some stuff up, huh? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, So he steals a dead... Uh, so Milo then steals a dead muskrat from a fox, follows a train track of a train called Nippon Bearway to the home of a deer who shelters him, sleeps in a nest with an owl, stays for a while with a pig and her biglets, catches a fish and is robbed of it by a raccoon, is mobbed by seagulls and evades another bear, then a snake, before falling into a deep pit. Right, so here's the thing, is the entire time in this movie... I had the thought of, I can't imagine what they did with this other than they just had a cat and they would stuff it into a bag and walk around and look for dangerous things to put it into. It's like, there's a tree. Let's huck it up in this tree. Well, that's not dangerous enough. I found a live snake. Let's hook that up there, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's literally what happened. I can't imagine there was enough pre-production behind this. I mean... To uh, Chat Ran's credit, Chat Ran 19 and 20's credit, there's a decent amount in this film that's like, like it looks like kind of like the dogs and cats were trained to do it. Uh, Chat Ran, by the way, is the name of the cat for those who don't know, um, or one of the cats that were used. Yes. Um, and I can't imagine like they trained them to do any of this shit. 
Because if they did, that's really impressive. They trained it to just climb into that box? No, they just shoved it in a box. Yeah, they put it in the box and they shoved it down the river. That's all the shit that Milo goes through is like, you know, and there's the scene like, like we were talking about where he jumps off the cliff to avoid the seagulls and he fight he fights his way through a bear by dropping a really heavy thing on top of a bear's head. And did they just do that to the actual bear? Probably. Uh, and then he drops into a pit and the entire time Otis is like right behind him like seeing all the destruction that Milo has caused because he's still a little shit. (laughs) Let's not set. We're not going to set aside the fact that he's like a good cat now or a good person. I mean, he deserved to die, but like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) He, I mean, in fiction, we are talking about he deserved to die. Yes. (laughs) We are talking about the character Milo himself. Right. Not, not the cat. (laughs) He didn't deserve to die. He doesn't deserve anything. Yeah, he deserves a a Screen Actors Guild uh, pension for this movie. At least his children do. Yeah. Um, So, the entire time, Otis is right behind him until they get to this pit, where Otis drops, finds a rope in the middle of fucking nowhere. Where'd he get that rope from? I don't know. Uh, And he gets the rope, and he drops it down into the pit and he pulls Milo out of it. And they're like, let's head back to the farm. I've had enough. And they start heading back to the farm and then Milo runs into Joyce, a cute white kitty. And he's like, ooh, I want that kitty titty. And he's (laughs) like, Otis, you keep going. (laughs) And Otis is like, what the what the fuck, man? No, we're we gotta go. Yeah, Otis uh, legitimately is just like jealous and just like fine. I see, I'm not wanted here and leaves. Yeah. Uh, was before we move on. Was there anything in the seventy minutes? Seventy minutes of this one hundred and ten minute long movie. Not even no. It was seventy minutes, right? How long was this movie? An hour and ten minutes. Yeah, I was right. An hour fifteen, something like that. Okay, so an hour and 15 minutes of that time, I would say a good a good 40 minutes. So 40 minutes of this 75-minute movie is fucking filler and fluff and yeah. puff and bullshit. Not a joke. 20 minutes in this movie, I said out loud to myself, how long is this fucking movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did So was there anything I missed in the fluff that like you oh, wanted to comment I mean, on? Okay, so he meets up with the pig. He sucks on some pig titty. Uh, yeah. He leaves. He gets, you know, he gets he do be doing He that. gets a trout. He eats a trout. You know, uses his tail as a lure. Whatever. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was anything like important you wanted to talk about that you were like. No, I mean moment. Charlie. If you want me to go over every important point in this movie, it's like he's born, he has a child, they made it back to the farm. Let's move on to Homeward Bound, huh? <laughs> so okay, so we're gonna we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> so Otis is like, I'm leaving then, and the winter happens. Yeah, How that's long the have thing. They been gone is from the they're farm? going home and it starts to snow, and they say, "Well, we might as well wait three months before we get back to the farm." How long? How long is the timeline in this movie? Where do we start and where do we end? It's, because I right. feel like we start in the summer, right? We have to start in the summer. Let's say okay. Uh, following the typical timeline of when animals are born, let's say he was born in the spring. Okay. Born in the spring, let's say summer. For benefit of the doubt, summer. Born in summer. Yeah, they go yeah. through summer. They go through fall. I would say that this whole adventure takes place 
during late fall. Okay. And then it starts to get into winter. It gets into winter. Right. And they say, it's too much winter. Let's wait till spring. Okay, okay, cool. So, so we're we talking have- summer till early spring is okay. the timeline of this movie. Okay, sounds good. So, all right, it's winter time now, and Milo and Joyce are like, let's hold up. And Otis is off in, like, trying to get home, but he runs into Sandra, and she's a cute French pug, and he wants those pug titties. Right, and it's like, not Sandra. Get it fucking right. It's Sandra, the French it's pronunciation. French. It's French. And so, all right, let's go into this cave and wait out the winter together. Uh, and they knock both their respective ladies up, and we get to see live fucking birth in this film. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't comfortable with that. I was that. very you will uncomfortable. See, very uncomfortable this whole time. You will see a kitten come out of vagina, and you will see a pug come out of vagina. Yeah. You're going to see some real gross shit in this movie. It's not good. Um, it's not necessary. It's not like, necessary. at the very least. I get it. Birth is beautiful. It's not necessary. They could have done a cool cutaway. In, in older movies, when people start to have sex times, because it was illegal to show sex times in older movies, they would just right. pan to the curtains and do a crossfade to show time passing by. And then they would show them getting dressed again. And they could have done that. They could have just panned away and cross dissolved. And now there are puppies. But they didn't. And Otis is like, all right, I got to go find us food because there's like six more of us here than there used to be. And he goes and he tries to find food and he almost freezes to death in the snowstorm. Yeah, I feel like they're just like, well, we need this to be realistic, so I would not put it past them to just be like, we let a dog freeze to death and then picked up with a new dog. I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't know. I can't I can't pinpoint. Usually I'm really good at pinpointing exactly where in the film, like, oh, this is clearly like they changed something about what's going on because of a scheduling error or something like Henry Cat, like in Justice League. When Henry Cavill has the CGI lip because he had a mustache for another movie and they were reshoots. I can usually pick that shit up. When they introduced a new pug, I had no clue or a new cat. I had no idea. They had to have because there are records of it. Right. This one's slightly more chonk. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and they're the most chonky dogs. I love it. I love pugs. I hate that they don't know how to breathe good. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have a fucked up nasal passage and respiratory system, but, you know, flat-faced fucks are awesome. Anywho, uh, so Otis is walking through the countryside and he gets to an abandoned shack. And who's there but Milo and Joyce and and their litter? And he's like, hey got any food and he's like yeah i got fish here's some fish and he's like cool bye i'll see you in the spring and we'll go see home See in the spring yeah yeah he's like we'll we'll link back up in the spring and we'll go to we'll all go to the farm together which wouldn't that be fucking wild if you were a farmer and you had a pug and you had a cat and they had babies and then one of uh, two of those babies just ran the fuck away 
And they came back later with their own litter of cats and pugs. Yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> I, that's very much like the Clone Wars. <laughs> I think that's the actual plot to the 2002 hit film Star Wars Episode 2, The Clone Wars. Was it 2002? I don't care. Anywho. Uh, yeah, I... I, I 99 was the first one, I think. 98, but yes. Hey, guys, feel free to uh, send that to Charlie's Twitter to tell him that he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But the rule is, is as we've stated in previous episodes or uh, episodes of one of our two shows, if you're going to shit talk me on Twitter, you have to follow me. Legally, you have to. We, we've signed a contract. We all did. It's in your end user license agreement for your Windows computer. Right. It's in the terms of services of... Uh, of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a Nazi. Follow Charlie if you're going to shit talk him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Milo and Otis meet back up in the spring, and they walk home, and then the most jaunty, fun fucking song in the world plays on the closing right. credits. Right, yeah. Let's go for a walk outside, huh? Yeah. Good song. Really good song. No, it's a bad song. use it in? Huh? It's a bad song. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a fun little walking along song. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's no. I'm not gonna walk, put it on my but... fucking Spotify. <laughs> like I'm not gonna yeah, listen to I... it naturally, but like. Uh, all right. Next time that we are able to go out to a bar when COVID's we over, should. we'll put this on the fucking jukebox, <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see the looks that we get. <laughs> yeah. That'll oh be fun. Dude, I'm excited. Oh, man. Going out to a bar? That sounds like fucking heaven right now. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm stuck I don't even in have here to fucking getting drink. Drunk. I just need to see people. Right. Could you imagine seeing another human face to face? That'd be right? nuts. Could you imagine, like, not doing this show over fucking Discord? Yeah. We could, like, hang out. Uh, yeah. We could do shit not in a show. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, no. So that's Milo and Otis. It's bad. Don't watch it. Fuck that movie. Fuck it all. Uh, yeah, don't give them money. Burn up, burn in hell. All the people who made it. Anyone who let that happen. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, come fight me. I was gonna say Masahiro. I, I made Masahiro, that name up. Masahiro Sakurai is that racist? I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. Masahiro Sakurai is the inventor of super smash bros all right i knew it was something like that so you're gonna go and fight masahiro sakurai yeah so oh man do you want to talk about homeward bound and never talk about i absolutely fucking do charlie i'm telling you right now (laughs) never i did not take a single goddamn note you know why because this is my favorite movie of my childhood uh we will never ever and i make this solemn promise to you i will I myself, I will not speak for Mike, but I myself will never talk about Milo and Otis again ever for the rest of my life. I will flush this movie yeah. out of my brain after this podcast is over. I will make it I will make reference to it when I'm talking about how bad something is. I will make reference to it by only saying this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And it has dethroned Halloween. T- oh, we never talked about that. One last n- side note on Milo and Otis and the t- one last side tangent is I have said to Mike multiple times now, this movie has taken over Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, as my least favorite movie of all time. And 
I wanted to wait to talk about because I think this is a good point to talk about, which is you you and me have talked about this a lot of like what makes movies our least favorite movie. And for you, the worst movie you've seen so far is I'm going to assume Deadly Prey. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because it's trying to do something that you think is the simplest thing in the world and failing at every corner of it in a not fun way. Here's the thing is like, I'm just going to say real quick is I love Rambo first blood. It's a terrific, just like basic shut your brain off action movie. And then deadly prey tries to do that. And it's just so offensively bad. Right. Okay. Yes. So basically my criteria of the worst movies I've ever seen. All of them is movies that have no substance to them. Um, when you go into a movie and you can shut your brain off and watch that movie and still take nothing out of it, it is a bad movie. Halloween 2 is a bad movie because every character in that movie is not even a character. Same goes with this. And this is worse because even the plot isn't even a plot. Halloween 2 has a plot. It's a bad plot, but it's a plot. This has literally no substance to it at all. I made a joke about watching Too Cute, uh, an episode of Too Cute, and I make this joke. I told this to Mike. Um, There's a show on Animal Planet, or there was, called Too Cute, and it's an hour-long program where they show you a a type of dog or type of cat from birth all the way to when the puppies get sold to new owners. And it's that, like eight week span of like this is these dogs lives for eight weeks this is them like learning to see and this is them learning to run and it's awesome and it's cool and you get to see some cute puppies for an hour and that's awesome that has more substance to it than the entire hour and 15 minutes of this movie it I explained it to Mike as in that show, there's like twice in the uh, an episode where the announcer will like crack a joke about a puppy like like falling over on its side because it can't walk right because it's a dumb newborn puppy. And like it's a throwaway joke that is like, ha ha, funny, whatever. Who cares? He said it's over. They took that and made an entire hour and 15 movie out of that one fucking joke from Too Cute. And that's it. And it sucks and it's horrible. And Mike, would you mind telling me about a little movie that could called Homeward Bound The Adventure Home? Yeah, let me tell you or about the this journey movie home. that could. It can all the fucking way because it's amazing. <laughs> all the way. Um, I am. All right. This is not a joke. Probably the movie that I have seen the most number of times in my entire life when I was. I would say from the ages five till eight, I watched this movie on the regs, yep. maybe once a week from that time. Right. I love that movie, and it's literally three minutes into this movie, that nostalgia hit me like a goddamn freight it train. smacks the fuck out of you immediately, dude. Immediate. As soon as you see Chance chewing up the under the blouse, I was like, oh my god, I'm... I'm I'm five years old again. You know, it, it hit me. Okay, so let me open up on this movie. It starts with the marriage between uh, the two parents. It bec- it's two families becoming one. Yeah. Laura and Bob are getting married. 
Hope is the daughter of Bob, and then Peter and Jamie are the children of Laura. Yeah, uh, they are becoming one family. They're in a they're in a wedding. Yeah, and Bob played um, by John Ritter uh, in one of his most dad esque roles ever, and it's awesome. Love John Ritter. Yes, big big big. This is this is Charlie. Uh, coming to you from the future. Uh, I fucked up. I meant to say Robert Hayes, who played uh, Ted Stryker from the airplane movies. Uh, he's he's a great comedian and a really sweet guy. And he also goes on to play a ton of great dad roles, but he's not John Ritter. Sorry, John Ritter. Sorry, Robert Hayes. All right. Back to the episode. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, yeah. And. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll we'll talk about there. it more we'll later. But everybody in this movie is a terrific actor. I love them yeah, all. Everyone in this um, movie is the best is the best representation of what they need to be. Exactly. So um, we get the three children, uh, Peter and Jamie and are, uh, yeah. Laura's children. And Hope is Bob's daughter. Um, and on top of that, they each have their own pet. Uh, Peter has Shadow, the old golden retriever. Hope has Sassy, the uh, the Maine Coon cat, and then Himalayan. Uh, She's Himalayan. A Himalayan. Sorry, it's a Himalayan. It's a plot. And it's then, actually uh, a plot point. Uh, yeah. Later on. Well, it's right, a yes, throwaway it, line. Yes, but yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. It does come up later. You're correct. And then uh, Jamie, the youngest, he has Chance, the American bulldog, and. Uh, that's what's terrific about this movie is you have somebody to identify with immediately, no matter who yeah. you are watching this yeah. movie. Yes, exactly. I, I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I was like, it's interesting. As a kid, I related mainly to Chance because like he's the young pup growing up trying to learn to be, you know, a good person. And now I'm like now I'm more like Shadow where it's like I'm just I'm just a wise old man. And I'm, you know, trying to give the people or my friends the best advice and guidance that I can. Absolutely. And here's the thing is like I always I always represented myself as uh, Jamie, the youngest child, because like I kind of looked like him as a kid. And I was about right. his age when I started watching this movie. And I thought Chance was the coolest dog and I wanted him. So, uh, right. Chance, he's the troublemaker, and Hope, she's like the sarcastic middle, the sarcastic teenager, and then Shadow's the old man dog, and, uh, you know, Chance gets into trouble, he catapults Sassy off of a seesaw. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... He's a silly so little bitch. At, yeah, yeah, after this wedding, um... They need to go stay at the friend of Lori's house while uh, the family moves to San Francisco so Bob can be a professor at a college in the area. Yeah. Um, so they go and stay with him. And it's very sad because the dog, the dogs and the cat, they don't understand why they're being left behind. And that's the yeah. whole point yeah. of this is you know, Peter, the oldest child, he's very receptive of that. He's like, well, you know, what if Shadow doesn't understand why we're leaving? He doesn't understand that we're leaving for a couple weeks and we'll be back. He just thinks we're abandoning him. Right. Which is, you know, I could understand as a child of that age, that might be difficult to do with your dog. Right, um, yeah. I could imagine, like, and not just from, like, a a human perspective. Like, like you said, it's from a dog. He's, like, thinking from a dog's perspective of, like, 
He's going to think I'm just like gone. He's going to think I don't exist anymore. For the next little bit of this movie, we follow the dogs and the cat as they're living at this farm. And Chance is living it up. And the reason is Chance was taken from a pound after, you know, being a couple years old. Because he gets it. Quote, unquote, he gets it. Like Right. He understands people are not going to stay around. He's right, like, they're exactly. going to get bored of me, they're going to drop me off, and they're going to leave. So I might as well be happy exactly where I am, even if this kid leaves me. Which is a, a hell of a fucking life lesson to learn in a throwaway, in like a set, in like a F-plot of a movie. Right, yeah. So, that's the thing, is like, uh, Jamie's a little bit... You know, he's a little bit easier on the idea of leaving because of this. Like, I'll be back. You know, like, yeah, he doesn't well, understand. Like, yeah, I'll be he's back. Just a it's young fine. Kid. He's just a young kid who's like, yeah, I'm four, so I'm just gonna go, and we'll be back soon. Like, whatever. Exactly. So, um, Time Laura's friend is taking care him. of him, and she has to go away to like a horse show and take. Uh, she lives on a ranch. I mentioned that she lives yeah, on a ranch yeah. with like chickens and turkeys and ducks and uh, horses. And Chance loves that shit. He is chasing those ducks. He is chasing those chickens. He is attacked by a turkey. He loves it. It's and uh, great. He's he's terrific. Oh, by the way, he's played by Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Can we can we take a side track for a second so I can like talk about this because um one. He's played by Michael J. Fox, which perfect casting for, uh, you know, a silly, young, dumb pup. Fun yeah. time. Great. Wonderful. Uh, especially considering this was 1993. Yep. And Michael Michael J. Fox was just getting done being Marty McFly. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the first role that I was like familiar with Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Uh, Sally Field voices Sassy and Sally Field, America's mother is wonderful love her right um she's lives up to the name for sure yeah (laughs) you know uh you know who sally field is i'm assuming right like you could name to face yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah i looked it up and i was like oh yeah sally field like yeah yeah. that's a definitely familiar name yeah yeah she's uh she's the flying nun i think um but more importantly she's frog from the Smokey and the bandit series right um but and then there's Don and I can't pronounce his name ever properly. Amichi, Amike, Amiki, Amaki. It's this older gentleman who voices Shadow, and he was in um he was in a lot of the Eddie Murphy. He was in Coming to America and Trading Places. He plays um he plays one of the old men, and I can't remember which one he plays. But like he was also in like. He was in Harry and the Hendersons. I don't know if anyone else has seen Harry and the Hendersons, but he was... <laughs> I have. This is terrific It's great. Movie. It's fun. It's a fun time. Uh, hey, Charlie, you know what I just learned is um, Homeward Bound has his own Wikipedia page. Like, homewardbound.fandom.com. Oh, it's its own fan wiki. It's not like a... It's not like wikipedia.com right, it's slash. the Bulbapedia of Homeward. Love it. Love every. You want to hear a fun fact about Don Amache, the actor of uh, Shadow? Um, so Ron Tomatoes has his highest rated movie of a 1939 film entitled Midnight. And his lowest rated film, a 0% folks of 1992. <laughs> 
What? That makes I don't get. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's a, both of those are equally impressive. Yeah. Because I know I could write a movie that was higher than a zero. Yeah. Uh. That being said, I am shocked that Homeward Bound is not his highest rated movie because this movie is wonderful. And I've never even yeah, heard of Midnight. Yeah, this movie slaps ass. <laughs> this, I, I literally was like, because well, you've gotten me into the phrase slaps ass recently. And it's a problem because I dead ass was going to send you. You were I was like, I'm about to watch Homeward Bound. And you were like, it's good. And I was like, yeah, I bet it slaps. And I almost typed slaps. I almost typed. I bet it slaps my ass. But it's a kid's movie. And I can't fucking write that about a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's hop back into this plot, huh? Yeah. So um, the dogs are being taken care of by the friend of Laura. Laura, Laura's friend, she has to go to a uh, animal show far away and she's having a friend come over and take care of the animals while she's gone take care of the dog and the cat um but uh uh when she leaves the note that she leaves gets blown off the table and he only sees the first part of that note that says that she took the animals with her um right. so he doesn't know that the animals uh ran yeah, away hold on. okay I'm, I'm a little confused about the difference between the notes the first note says oh it just says I took the animals with me. It doesn't say specifically the horses. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So she leaves instructions about the uh, the dogs about Shadow, uh, Chance, and Sassy. Right. Pardon me. I uh, am but listening. he doesn't see those. So he assumes that she took the animals with her. Right. Um, now when she leaves the the Chance, Shadow, and Sassy, they're just like, "Hey, we're getting abandoned here. We're trapped in this house. We got to get out of here." Right. Shadow's like. Right over those mountains, that's home. We're heading there. Yeah. And uh, he kind of leads them on an expedition out. I love the, the like, because, you know, there's always that saying that, like, dogs have a, have, like, a magnet attr- that attracts them to, like, where they see Yeah, home they have is. a sixth sense. Yeah, they have a sixth sense that attracts them to, quote, unquote, home. And it's, like, it's really cool that that's, like, implemented in that Shadow's just, like, okay, if I'm looking this way, home is right here in that direction and if i just keep walking in that direction i will hit home and it's like oh yes. it's so cool that he's just like all right let's go home now we're done yep yeah so he hops over the fence sassy comes with him and then chance is like screw you guys they abandoned us i'm saying here this is cool i get to chase ducks and chickens all day and then a big ass fucking turkey comes out <laughs> and he tur- chance is like no way i'm out of here and he jumps over that fence and they start heading out and uh here's where i noticed okay they must have the way they done this is they shot all the animal parts first yeah yeah oh, and then they had the actors they wrote the script yeah. based on what the animals did well because yes. the, there's no way they could have got these animals to act as good as they could. Yes. Like, yes. Well, there's. I think some of it was planned bits. Some of it was just, and then the dog runs. Or, and then the dog, yeah. like, like, pets the cat or whatever. Yeah. So, like, there are scenes where, like, the dog will, like, all right, so Chance and Shadow are running in a field next to each other. And, like, the dog's, like being dogs they're playing while they run and he kind of like bumps them like yeah yeah like playing and they make like uh Michael like J. a Fox. voice over yeah. that goes with it they make yeah. voice acting that goes uh, with it and it's just it, like it just 
works. The it's moment so that good. sticks out in my mind is I don't know if you picked this up, but um, later in the movie they're running through a field towards Sassy, Shadow, and Chance are, and sh- and uh, Shadow's ahead of Chance, and behind Shadow you can see Chance trip, and he's just like, oh, there was a gopher hole there, and it was Michael yep. J. Fox. Oh, being gopher like, hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly it. <laughs> and it was, and it wasn't because Michael J. Fox went. Okay, so my next line is up oh, go for a hole. It's because he saw the dog trip in the footage and he was like, I can make a bit out of that. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a lot of fun. It happens in the moment and you can like it's as it sounds ridiculous, but it's like as if you're watching the dog make the script as it happens. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's it's a great example of like it's it's such a Oh, the plot to this movie is so good because af- after a certain point you have to like like and then they find a little girl in the woods but no one wrote and then sassy climbs on top of the little girl to keep her warm yeah like the animal just did that and sally field was like all right then and she was like she did it it, it all fits perfectly like a puzzle and like it's just all coming together perfectly, you know? Listen, this is the most insane thing I've ever said in my entire life, but they cast these dogs and cats very well. (laughs) 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 Like, like, they had auditions, and this is exactly the perfect chance. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, the, the dog delivered his line very well of bark, and then they were like, he's in. Perfect. <laughs> it's like that uh, scene where the little kid from E.T. does his audition and Steven Spielberg at the end goes, well, you got the job, kid. That's exactly what happened with these dogs. Right, exactly. <laughs> Shadow and Chance and Sassy, they're all heading towards the mountains now. They're heading up that big old hill. Shadow insists right over their mountains, that's home. They get to the top of the mountain, and you know what they see? more gd mountains they just see mountains as far as the eye can see and you know chance says there's no way let's just head back sassy says this is ridiculous no way shadow says peter needs me i gotta go home and that that's the whole theme of this movie baby shadow just loves peter so gd much he needs to get home (laughs) he says literally anytime they're like hey we should probably not be doing this which is reasonable like the movie kind of treats like chance and sassy as like kind of like you know they don't love the kids as debbie much. downers yeah debbie downers and like that's that is kind of the point is that they are but that being said they're not without reason like if i i you know i'm not a dog i can't climb five mountains and not remember it Right. Yeah, they have no concept of time. What's yesterday? Fuck it, right? Exactly. There's there's the time between their eyes closing and the time between and their eyes closing again. And that is yeah. the daytime and that is their existence and life and knowledge. They don't have a concept of mortality. What's tomorrow? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so they that's start how climbing I'm trying down, to be, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a little bit jealous. Um, so uh, Shadow says, we're heading home. And uh, he leads them on. And uh, they head down the mountains. They end up in the woods. And uh, 
they're like, ooh, it's getting a little bit hungry out here, huh? <laughs> and uh, so they head to a stream, and uh, they're like, there's some fish. Let's get some fish. Uh, Sassy, being the cat, knows how to get those fish. Um, she scoops one up and starts munching. She scoops one up for Shadow. And Chance, being the impatient pup that he is, he's right in that water trying to chase these fish down. And he cannot swim faster than a trout. So yeah. he's having a little bit of issue. <laughs> and finally, he has to realize that he has a little bit of hubris and needs to ask Sassy for help. And, uh, and she Sassy milks says, the fuck out of it. Right, she makes him say cats cats rule and dogs drool twice. And <laughs> so she's like, fine, I will help you because I hate you, but I also don't want to see you die. Right. Uh, so she scoops up a fish, and uh, this fish is flopping, and Chance chases it until uh, a couple of little baby brown bears come out. Yeah. And they start... Trying to take that bear and Chance being an American Bulldog, IRL would fight the shit out of these bears. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're black bear cubs. So there's one thing that I've learned from living in this section of uh, downstate New York because there are a lot of bears down here because it's the, you know, it's the mountains. It's the Adirondacks. And, you know, it's not even the Adirondacks. It's just like the Palisades is what it is. And, um, yeah, I've I I talked about this on another episode. I drove past a I drove past a fucking uh black bear and it like it was just like I stopped because I didn't want to hit it and it just kind of like came up to my door like stood on it stood on the door and like looked at me and was like wondering what I was realized I wasn't food or sleep and just walked away. Yeah. Cuz that's what that's what black bears do is they're like they're the pussies of the bear world. Exactly. I totally agree. Right. Um so and then a Yeah, grizzly? he chases a couple cubs away and yeah. then a big old mama bear comes out yeah. and uh Was that a grizzly? Cuz it was Yes, big. it was. They okay. uh they had two baby oh there's two bears that show up in this movie. There's a yeah. black bear and there's a grizzly bear. Yeah. Um, I was a little so anyway, confused about it, but you know what? If I'm eight, I don't know the difference and I don't care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. So they book it. They're out of there. Uh, the rest of the time, they, uh, you know, we get a couple cutbacks to the family. Uh, oh, at this time, we uh, they find out that the dog and the cat the dogs and the cat had run away yeah and um uh the friend that was supposed to come and take care of him doesn't see him and then the friend the laura's friend who is taking the animals away comes back and says what do you mean the animals weren't here I just call her they Aunt should Katie, be because i think that's yeah. like what they call her yeah 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 so they um you know very very <laughs> Very not happy about it. I have to call up the family and be like, we don't know where your pets are. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh. then launches the big uh, search. They call up the forest rangers and ask them to keep an eye out. And reasonably, they're like, we're in the GD Rocky Mountains, baby. We don't know where these pets are. <laughs> we, we have no idea. Not a one single clue where any of these dogs will be. Robert Hayes in one of my Bob in one of my most memorable lines is him leaning down and going, listen, kids, I want them found, too. 
but it is the equivalent of finding a needle in a haystack, finding three, two dogs and a cat in a forest full of animals. Right. That's the thing is like these these kids are upset that he's saying this. And I understand that they're just like, no, we need to get our pets. But at the same time, he's like, we need to be realistic about this. Yeah. They are in an entire goddamn mountain range. I feel like in the future, and this is going to be a little dark of what I'm saying, but in the future, when Chance is dead and like he's gone, Peter's like 23, he will probably think back to his early life and go, you know, Bob was really doing the right thing, and I was wrong in this situation. Yes, I don't think Bob's wrong for saying, you guys need to be realistic, we might not find them. Yeah, it, the movie tries to frame him as, like, a bad guy who needs a, rede- a redeeming plot point. But in reality, he's just like, hey guys, I want these dogs found too, because it will genu- genuinely make me sad. Uh, but in reality... Finding these dogs will be impossible, and we have to get ready for the worst. But it's right. played off yeah. like he's saying, your fucking dog's gone, kid. Move on. Yeah, I'll <laughs> give you a parrot. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so we go back to the the pets, and they have to sleep in the forest, and they're all scared, and they, they really... Uh, forges the bond between them to say they need to stay together to feel safe. Right. Or they all end up sleeping together at in the end of the night because there's sounds out in the forest and they need to, you know, have each other to feel safe. Exactly, exactly. Um, so they're going through the forest and there's a river they need to cross and this this is a pretty uh, high-tense area of this movie. Um <laughs> Uh, Chance and Shadow they swim across the river without much of an issue and Sassy being the cat doesn't want to get wet so she's like I'm going to find a bridge and they're just like just swim across Shadow's like I'll come back we'll swim together like I'll keep like it'll be fine Yeah. and the cat's like no I am not getting wet so she's uh, she runs down the river they follow her and she uh, finds some stepping stones she hops across them she finds like a log to walk across but oh no that log collapses and she falls in the river and it is genuinely a very tense moment in this movie yeah um i watched this with kathy and she's like we need to turn this off i don't want to watch this anymore oh, kathy. <laughs> and this cat is swimming and she it's stuck in the river and being swept downstream and shadows chasing after him and they're trying to save her and and then oh no the waterfall's coming up and <laughs> they do their they do their best to save this cat and they just can't get to her in time and she goes over the waterfall and to their credit they stay there for the entire day looking for her and it's incredibly sad like it's very upsetting and hey you know what they didn't do throw an actual cat over a waterfall Right, they put him in a fucking wake pool with, like, people around it, like, ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, you know, they we have a very sad moment of Shadow and Chance waiting at the bottom of the waterfall, and they're just like, I don't see her. And, you know, they have this moment where they're like, I'm really gonna miss her. I'm sorry that this happened. Yeah, And they yeah. start to leave. Yeah. But don't worry. 
A nice little mountain man bird watcher. <laughs> the nicest man in America, I think? Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's like Davy Crockett if yeah. he wasn't like... Listen, I'm not going to talk shit on Davy Crockett, but I'm just saying back in the day he was probably a racist. <laughs> um, uh, I, I dubbed this man... Uh, Daddy America. <laughs> yeah, he's everything he's that Uncle the American <laughs> man that needs to be. Yes, he is Daddy America. Daddy America finds sassy on the side of the river. It's just like, oh, I just want picture, poor baby. I just want a picture in this section when we're talking about this man. Of a picture of him like looking through the binoculars or holding the binoculars like down and just like looking up at the bird and big text letters, Daddy America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's great he's staring out at a bell the eel he's just like oh man this is the third time i've seen him in four months this is amazing yeah, i'm so happy to be living out here in america at a bald eagle he's staring at a bald eagle this man is the american mountaineer he is daddy america he's terrific uh so he's about to head home and he sees sassy laying on the on the bank of the river and he's just like oh no what's this poor little baby doing he picks her up and he's just like i hope you're okay and sassy does like a little twitch and he's just like oh you're still alive come on i'll bring you home and he brings sassy home and and slowly cleans her with a like hot rag of water yeah cleans her up with a warm towel and she's just like oh poor baby how you doing here's and some she's goat's like, milk Here's some goat's milk. Uh, you can thank my goat that I keep on my farm. And uh, so Sassy takes a nice licking of that milk, and she's like, wow, this is terrific. I okay. love it. Hold on, hold on. So do you know those times? Have you ever had those times when you were a kid and you were watching something and you were like, man, I want to, I want to, I want to taste that. I want to know what that tastes like. Yes. Yeah. I, I really want to know what this goat milk tastes like. It looks delicious. Right. Listen, Charlie, I have a half gallon of buttermilk in my fridge right now. After watching this movie, I almost went and took a swig. I, somebody had to stop me. It's, but, like, it's like the food from Hook is another big one where it's like you just see it and you're like, I, I want to put the rainbow cream in my face and drink goat milk from Homeward Bound. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in reality, it's not going to be as good as I want it to be. But it looks so fucking refreshing. Yeah. And it's just like she's lapping it up and it's like on her like face and her fur. And yeah. she's like, oh, it looks so tasty. I'd be so happy if I was a cat. Yeah. And uh, so... I wouldn't even care uh, about the violent diarrhea I'd have afterwards. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we flash back to Shadow and Chance, and they're having a little bit of trouble getting their food because they don't have Sassy to catch trout anymore. And um, so they're doing their thing, and uh, Chance or, uh, Shadow's trying to teach Chance how to catch food. And Chance, being the impatient pup, he jumps after the rabbit before they get a good jump on it and runs away. And then uh, Shadow's like, I'm going to go catch a fish. But you know what happens when Shadow's there? A big old mountain lion shows up. <laughs> and uh, and sh Chance Wildcat. is like... Yeah, they're wildcat and and uh, Chance uh, uh, is like Shadow. We need to get the GD out of here. And uh, Shadow's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, there was a cat. There's a big old cat. And Shadow's like, you're making it up. I ain't, I ain't ever seen no big cat. And uh, Shadow's like, 
mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, 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 it's here. And then uh, uh, Shadow's just like, will you shut the fuck up? And then he's like, You're oh no, it fish. is here. We need to get out of here. <laughs> so it does last a little long. <laughs> Right, yeah. So on goes my favorite scene in this movie, which it's is the um, best scene. They in devise the movie. they devise a nice Scooby Doo plan on how <laughs> to get this cat out of here, and uh, Shadow's just like, okay. And then they come up with a great plan, and uh, Shadow <laughs> runs around and, ch- and lets this cat chase him. And uh, they end up. Are you making uh, sure that your audio didn't go bad in that section? Oh, I'm sure it did. Uh, <laughs> so they uh, they're running around, and Chance lures them onto this rock. Or uh, sorry, Shadow lures them onto this rock, and then Chance has to jump onto it, and he see seesaw launches this cat off of a cliff <laughs> into a lake, and it's terrific. And I don't know how they shot this. They. Somehow threw a mountain lion into a lake. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of throwing cats off cliffs and down waterfalls in these movies. Are cats just able to, like, survive these things? I'm confused. They're pretty good at landing on their feet, and, uh... This cat is 20 times the size of Milo, so... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> He's I mean, alright. I just, I, just um, I don't know. But even if they... I mean, even if they did it realistically, I'm sure that they had a way figured out to do it safely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Maybe they taught this cat to jump off of a high-rise uh, high area into stunt the water. Are, stunt cats are a real thing. Like, they're sure, expensive, sure. but they're real. And yeah. these guys had Disney money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this... M- trying to think this movie either had a really high budget or a really low budget i'll look it up and you can guess but keep all going right. on the description all right i'm gonna throw my guess out there 20 million um okay. but uh at this point you know chance and shadow they're barking at the doll at the cat trying to you know scare it away once it's launched off of this cliff and uh uh, Sassy can hear them barking, and she's just like, oh, "Those are my boys!" And uh, <laughs> oh, so she escapes. Moment. She escapes from Daddy America, and Daddy America, you know, understanding if you love things, you gotta let them go. Says, "All right, <laughs> Sassy, I wish you the best. Steer clear of that river, baby." And uh, uh, Sassy runs away, and they have this very oh. uh, emotional meetup. Yeah. Go ahead. You have something to say. I well, no. So I just I ah, uh, I love Daddy America. He's just like, all right, now you avoid those rivers, and he just heads back into his house, and that's the end of it. But I could watch a two-hour movie about this man bird watching and rescuing animals. Yeah. Can we have a spinoff of Daddy America? <laughs> uh. So Sassy runs away. She finds them. And there's a big emotional meeting, and they have a great time. Um, right. Now they're hanging out, and uh, uh, so Shadow is uh, teaching the folks, the younger folks, being Chance and Sassy, how to live out there in the wild. Chance, being a dumb motherfucker, finds a, <laughs> finds a porcupine and thinks this is a great thing to deal with. 
he gets stabbed all up in his face yeah. holes. Oh man, gets, I love. Uh, I love uh, that was another scene that I always think about when I think about this movie. Is him just like, all right, assume the position. I smell your butt. You smell my butt. And then we get on with our day. And then the porcupine just smacks his ass right into Chance's face. And dude, the first time I saw this as a kid, I remember I clearly remember my five year old self thinking that looks like it hurts so fucking bad. I will never go near a porcupine. (laughs) Yeah, this movie is basically a PSA on how to avoid dangerous animals in the wild. Right, exactly. There, all right, there are bears, there are porcupines, there are wildcats, there are crayfish. Pinch them right in the face. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, okay, that's another thing about these movies. What was with them being like, we're just going to sick a pincer animal on these animals? You know, I could, um, as well. I could write this off as it did kind of, all right so this wasn't moving at all so it did kind of look like as if they took a prop thing and it was just like it had like a spring clip in it right. and they just kind of like pinched it onto his lip it didn't really hurt it it was just right, there right well i mean in milo notice it was clearly a real crab cuz it like moves right it was a it was definitely a real human who killed that cat <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> um well, yeah jesus christ now oh, we get man. to the point where shadow chance and sassy become the heroes of america they're running through this forest and they hear something shadow says something's telling me we need to go this way they go that way. You know, they find, they sign this little girl, probably four or five years old, oh, one of alone, my fa- scared, lost in the woods. This was and one just of the like, scenes but that, like, brought a tear to my eye. Yes, this was me. Because here's the thing. When I watched this movie, I was probably this age, maybe a little bit older. Right. And it was just like, this is a girl that, like, I would see at kindergarten when I was going there. Right, right, And it was right. like... This is a pr- and like so the dog was like, she's scared. She needs help. I need to help her. And the dog is just like, hey, you know, the voice act like, I don't know how to say Shadow says this because he's a dog, but like, well, no, Shadow, Shadow says it. I mean, Shadow that's- says it. He's just like, hey, don't worry, I'm here. He like uh, communicates to her that like I'm I'm a friend. I want to help you, and he brings Shadow and uh, or he brings Sassy and Chance in, and uh, they're all friends. And they're like, we need to stick with this girl, and they stick with her through the night. And uh, you know, Sassy crawls up and le- and curls up with her to keep her warm through the night. Right. And um, um, real fast, real fast. I don't mean to cut in. Um, sure. I can't find a single fucking thing about this movie's budget. Not a single g dang thing. But. I did find the budget for the second movie and assuming that they would give more budget to the second movie. So what, how much do you think this movie grossed? Oh boy. Was it in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was in theater. Oh boy. This is a family flick. So probably a bunch. I'm going to guess 85 million. You're high. Only 41.8, but that's, that's 1993 money. So that's assuming it, I'm assuming it had a $10 million budget. There's not a lot sure. of special effects. It's really just dogs out in the woods. No one, no voice. Right. No. It's, 
It's video of dogs and then voice acting. Exactly. I think the budget goes mainly just to Michael J. Fox and that's and Sally Field. And that's about it. Uh, Maybe Don. Don saw some money, but I think that was like our main budget. So I would I would the budget for the second movie was thirty two point seven million dollars. Eek. I don't know how much it grossed. I can look that up, I guess. All I'm saying is it definitely what happened is they had a huge success with this movie. And then we were like, okay, so now here's uh, here's another movie and we're going to pump more budget into it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, Homeward Bound 2, it takes place in uh, lost in San Francisco, San Francisco. How much did you say the budget was Uh, for Homeward Bound 2? It was thirty two point seven million. I think you're looking at the gross because that's exactly what I see for box office. It says it says here budget. Well, it says thirty two point seven million box office. Oh, that's so annoying. It made zero dollars. <laughs> OK, I'm about to read. I'm around. I'm about to read what Homer Bound Two at Disney Wiki says because they took it directly from IMDb. Thirty two point seven seven two four nine two. $32,772,492. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find if I can see the budget on this baby. Well, that's the budget. I think it's $32.7 million. I'm seeing Gross USA 32.772492. God damn it. No, uh... No, okay. Here, all right. Yes, I'm also seeing that budget thirty two point seven seven two four nine two, and then it says uh, on IMDb uh, gross thirty seven point seven seven two four nine two. Thirty seven. Yeah. Or thirty two. Thirty two. It says the same okay. thing for both. <laughs> okay. So this movie. I don't think this movie made zero point zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this movie made perfectly zero money. <laughs> I'm accepting They're that. They're just as an like, answer. hey, nothing lost, nothing found. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> nothing lost, nothing found. Let's make another Homeward Bound. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Yeah, so, so that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> Please don't cut that out. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll find something to work that into. <laughs> Uh, Shadow, oh, we're with the little girl. Sassy. We're with the little girl. Yes, they're hanging out with the little girl, and um, yeah, uh, the morning comes and they hear the search party searching for this girl. Molly is her name. They're looking for Molly, and uh, Shadow hears them and says, "I gotta go. I gotta go find these people." And he runs up and he finds the search party and he starts barking. They follow this dog all the way to Molly, and the parents are just like, "Yes." Best dog, good boy, and then they're just like, <laughs> I. And then one of the search party members is like, I know you. You're the dogs that the that the people are looking for. The family's looking for you. We found you. And they're just Which, like, hold on, hold on. What is going on in the Rocky Mountains? That it is it the Rockies? I feel like they're in California. They're on they the uh, western or yes, the western side of the Rocky Mountains. Okay, okay. 
So what is happening in this specific area of the Rockies that have made pets go missing? Yeah, a little it's, girl it's has the gone Bermuda missing. Triangle of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's Oswego, Illinois. Oh, uh, so Shout anyway, out to all our listeners in Oswego, Illinois. Yeah, um, me. <laughs> Uh, there's 12 people out there who will know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. So uh, they say, hey, we know who's looking for these pets. Let's bring them out. Now, while this was all happening, we get a really nice sequence of like, you know, we measure that the father's like, hey, guys, I want to find them. But let's be realistic. We might not. You need to understand that. And Peter's very upset about that. Now. Uh, unprompted. He's like, you're not my real dad. Yeah, yeah, you're not my real dad. Find my real dog. Uh, but, uh, so, Bob, he feels terrible about this. He doesn't want to make his, uh, stepchildren feel bad, and, uh, he prints out, uh, a hundred posters looking for these dogs with a reward. And he puts them all out. And Peter sees this, and he realizes that Bob's, like, trying. Bob's trying to find these pets. And, like, he gives him a little bit of respect for that. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so now the the person in the service party who sees these dogs, she recognizes them for the reward. So uh, she's like, let's bring them to the pound. We'll call this family. They let them know. And then we have this beautiful scene of the entire family finding out that the pets have been found. Yeah. And it's just like Peter's running out of school and he's all jazzed the god dang up. And uh, he's Molly. He meets up with Hope and they just hold hands and run. Right. And and they run away and then they break into this kindergarten (laughs) where Jamie's a part of a play and they're just like, Jamie, we found him. And he's just like, hell yes. And he smashes a pumpkin on the ground and then they run out for for reference the play that he's the play that they're doing is the great pumpkin right yeah it's not out of context he didn't just like go buy a pumpkin (laughs) smash it on the ground and run out of the room Jamie then went on to be the lead singer of hit alt rock band Smashing Pumpkins. Right, he wrote the song uh, Bullet with a Butterfly Wing. Uh, oh, I was gonna do 1979. Okay, uh, so <laughs> they leave and like you know we get this real jazzed up moment of them driving to the pound, and um, they're like singing songs and right. But uh, Chance he hit or yes, Chance he has bad experience with the pound. He's like, we need to get out of here and. Uh, um, they bring him into the vet and they're pulling the, the porcupine quills out of his face and he takes that as torture. They're torturing him. Um, yeah, Shadow's like, we need to rescue Chance. They're killing him. Right, so they... Uh, I think Shadow even says, dear God, they're killing him. Yes. Uh, so Sassy escaped. Uh, she, uh, they open up the car door and Sassy runs away. And uh, there's a nice scene where she... Uh, uh, is getting chased by the fat guy at the <laughs> at the pound, and he's got one of fat those reacher guy sticks. With a little net. Fat guy with a little net, and uh, so <laughs> she escapes from him, and uh, is smart enough to get into the pound and let Shadow out, and then Shadow right. and Sassy run and find Chance, and Chance getting those quills pulled out once he gets the last one pulled out conveniently. Uh, they break right. in there and they let him out, and then we have a real Scooby-Doo cube yakety sack moment where he's chasing Sassy around and uh, there is a point 
where it does borderline cartoony, which is a little weird because it's a movie that's like kind of supposed to be based around like, hey, dogs and cats could probably actually do this. Right. And this could actually happen. Uh, and it's the moment where uh, they're doing the Scooby-Doo-esque like run across the hall, run back across the hall, like chase sequence. Yeah. And um, Sassy runs from right side of the hall to the left side and then she runs again from the right side of the hall to the left side while Yakety Sax is playing, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so they finally get away. They run on the fence and um, this is another moment that is uh, kind of a a tense moment where where the, the guy, the family shows up and they're not there anymore. And it's just like, could you imagine being these fucking pound workers when these kids show up and you're just like, sorry, your dog's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's the saddest fucking thing. Having to look Jamie in the face and be yes. like, your dog knocked me over and ran yeah, away. Six year old Jamie, he said, uh, I fell on my butt and he ran away. <laughs> um, oh, no. So the family goes home and they're very sad and we're catching up with the dogs and uh dogs and the cat. I always forget there's a cat. Um <laughs> so now at this point they're almost home. They're almost there. They meet up with the train tracks and um they're dodging trains left and right. Real uh Neo in the subway scene and uh right. <laughs> And then they're just like, hey, we just got... Shadow in his old man voice is like, we just gotta get over this whole area. We'll be home right over those hills. And, <laughs> and then he walks over uh, this little area and a wood plank collapses and he falls in this muddy hole and he's stuck there and he hurts his little paw. <laughs> He fell into the pit. <laughs> he fell into the pit. And they're all just like, you got to get out of there. He's just like, I'm just, I'm just too old. I can't make it up this hill Meanwhile, anymore. This dog has been doing the most. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you know what kids love? Watching a dog give up on life. Uh, so, oh, God. Uh, Shadow's oh, God. stuck in this pit, and they're just like, you need to get out of here. Like, we need to go home. You've pushed me this far. Like, Chance says, you've pushed me this far. I'm pushing you the rest of the way. You need to get out right. of here. We need to go home. And Shadow's just like, I've given up. This is it, baby. I'm going to die <laughs> in this <laughs> hole. And uh, uh, Chance and Sassy make the the sad decision to go on without him. Right. And we flash back to the family, and they're having their Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, uh, they're playing outside, and, like, they're kind of getting to the point where it's just, like, we've accepted it. It's sad, but, like, we're kind of moving on. And right, uh, right. they're playing basketball outside. And then Jamie, my favorite character in this movie, he's me <laughs> when I was watching this movie as a little kid. He is just like, <laughs> he's you now. Yeah, yeah, he's me now. Uh, he's like, I hear something. I hear barking. And they're just like, what do you mean? And it's just like, Chance, come on, and Chance. And, they're, and like, there's a sad moment where the mom comes out and she's like, oh, Jamie. It's 
no, you need to accept they're gone. And he's just like, no, Chance is here. And Chance runs over the hill. Chance is in the trees, man. It's the, it's the fucking happiest moment in this entire movie when Chance comes over that hill. And Jamie's just like, yeah, I knew it. You're okay, boy. And they just have this yeah. sad meeting. And then Sassy comes over the hill and Hope's and just like, oh, I, my goodness. I hear I hear to this day in my head, even before watching this, like, I still sometimes hear in my head Hope go, Sassy! Yes, that's the thing, is I cannot get over how much nostalgia I have for this moment. There's just, like, literally every voice acting line, like, the part where Jamie laughs at the wedding is, like, drilled into my head. The part where Sassy, like, refuses the shrimp is just like, oh, you gotta print it and you don't want it, that's drilled into my head. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. This entire movie is continuing. I was talking to my mom about this because you said your favorite movie from your childhood. I was like, and it's mine, too, because when I was talking to my mom, I was like, and I think it is mine as well. And she was like, well, you burnt out the tape for George of the Jungle. And it's like, yeah, but I'm not watching George of the Jungle now. I'm not going out of my way to watch that when. When you mentioned Homeward Bound and Milo and Otis as an episode possibility, I lost it. I was like, yes, let's go. I want that immediately. Yes, that's the thing is like, I remember my family went on a camping trip and like, uh, so we went like my aunt and uncle, they had a cabin up at a lake and we went and stayed there for a night before we went out to our campsite and like, you know, stayed in a tent or whatever. And they had like this like uh, guest spot you could stay in and it had a <laughs> movie. It had it had a TV, a VHS player and like five movies and one of them was Homeward Bound and me, my dad, and my brother watched Homeward Bound and I was just like this is a great movie. <laughs> This is, it's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time. So uh, we get the and then it's just like, you know, all right. So we get the reunion between Hope and Sassy and then Jamie and Chance and Peter's looking over the hill and he's just like, you know, it was a long way. He was just it was just too old. Couldn't make yeah, it. Peter's like come to terms with he it. He was just like, I guess he just couldn't make it. And uh, and then we get chant there we get shadow hobbling over the hill with his hurt little paw and peter yeah, loses his mind it. and it's the happiest <laughs> reunion in any movie i've ever seen and i cried of course i did why wouldn't i right and anything you see in this movie that's troubling is immediately erased when shadow shows up and it's just like they're all okay and peter yeah. runs and meets him and shadow's like speeding up his hobble as he sees him and they go and they yeah. hug and it's the cutest fucking thing in any yeah. movie and then you know, it rolls and credits and you're just like nothing bad can ever happen in this world yeah that's the thing is and you know what i say it often where it's um i'm i'm i cry at movies i do i you know because i see it as a as a release of emotion for two hours i get to live a different life and feel the emotions of another person and that's awesome because I'm a sociopath and I don't feel emotions <laughs> normally. <laughs> no, I get to. It's really it's just really nice. Right. And, you know, it's movies like this with these just cathartic moments of nothing is wrong and nothing will ever be wrong. Of course, I'm going to cry at that 
because it also reminds me of like childhood and memories with my dogs growing up and memories of like just happy moments and like togetherness and love and friendship we're not even talking about the nine different subplots and sub themes in this movie because if we tried to go into them all it would we would have a three and a half hour long podcast that would just be us talking about how amazing homeward bound is yeah it would literally be like uh milo knows there's a dog in a can they flow down a river they get attacked by seagulls and then one dies and it doesn't really and then they have babies they come back together now let's talk about homeward bound for two and a half hours It would literally be that. And as much as I would love to make an entirely offshooted podcast of Homeward Bound and Homeward Bound 2, Lost in Sand, because that one, I don't know if you ever saw that. I have. Is, it's also fucking good. It's also very good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, we could go into like the talk about like moving on and growing up and, you know, you know, learning about togetherness and friendship and all the ooey gooey delicious fucking child shit in this movie that still to this day is like I think about being a good person when I think about daddy America (laughs) yeah you know it's really just like oh I see a sad animal and immediately like I want to give it some goat milk (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly I want to give it a goat milk and teach it about you know putting behind rivalries right, i want to put a little life vest on him so he can avoid the river <laughs> uh so uh i we're not gonna we're not gonna do our thing we're not gonna do it it's not even a question homeward bound wins the night i don't i there's nothing there is no aspect of milo and otis that i would give any credit at all for anything sure it is hardly a film yes i agree with you and we it's not necessary but we can do a quick run through okay characters this is just gonna be us you know jerking (laughs) off homeward bound about how good it is (laughs) yeah go ahead and say go ahead and say the 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 category and i will answer with the movie that best wins the category okay plot Homeward Bound. Character. Homeward Bound. Genre. It's Homeward Bound. Shut up. It's Homeward Bound. (laughs) Homeward Bound. It's Homeward Bound across the board. Not even a question. One of the greatest children's movies of all time. Uh, The fact that that I still have the VHS tape to this movie makes me so elated and makes me want to go out and get a VCR so that when... I'm old and my kids are growing up. I can show them this movie and be like, this is this is the movie from my childhood. And it taught me to be a good person and it will teach you. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I no joke. raise my children on this. This is my favorite movie that we've watched. And like Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> right, I was right. so happy watching this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's just so well paced. It's the story is just it moves along, but it also lets you sit in some really good moments. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like there's nothing in this movie that I'm just like, that wasn't necessary. They could cut this out. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Do you want to do the Rotten Tomatoes game? Yeah. What do you think uh, Milo Notice got? Uh, Too much. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say Milo Notice got like a 45 uh, is that critic think, or audience? 
uh, here's the thing is critic wise it's a 45 audience wise here's the thing people love this fucking movie they think of it as their childhood favorite back when these two movies were out at the same time when so more bound came out there was a huge debate between which was better homeward bound or milo and otis so i'm gonna say like an 86 okay okay um, for audience now i want to i want to get both answers before i talk about this what do you think homeward bound is not enough not enough for either category i have a feeling like critic wise it's going to be a 72 and audience wise it's going to be an 85 um okay so my listen milo notice critic 80 fuck them audience fuck them 74 all. and i looked through and a lot of them are just like half star they murdered cats that's all the review needs to be right half i feel star. like they really put this up there and then like a lot of like correct people were just like no they murdered cats nobody watched this movie <laughs> yeah exactly this gets a hard half star because you can't give zero stars to a movie exactly on a lot Tomatoes. of them were like i wish i could give zero stars for animal abuse yeah exactly all right exactly homeward bound critic 87 yes uh, okay audience 71 I'm very disappointed about that. Yeah, I am. I'm disappointed. I give I'm this movie a 95. <laughs> yeah, I seriously. I with, like cuz we can compare this to an episode that we did about a movie called Air Buddies where the there are dogs and animals that go on an adventure and learn togetherness. What did Air Buddies get? Can you remind me? Um, I don't. I gotta look that up. I'm not sure. It better be fucking lower. It. It's gotta be. That movie was terrible. Remember, there was that guy who said he uh uh fuck white people. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that rant. Oh my god. And, uh, oh, I there was the other guy that. who said that uh, he used to watch this movie when he longed for a better family. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His was, name was Charlie. Right. Uh, it got an audience score of 65. There's no critic score. Only 6% less than Homeward Bound? Yeah. Man, all right. I, I know I keep calling for review bombs on mu- on movies and shit. Homeward Bound deserves it, guys. Yes. It, I think an, unironically. I think the critic score is fair. I think in 87, that's fair. That's fair. That's, that is 110% fair. This movie does have a couple flaws in it. I will never say a movie is flawless, but this is pretty damn near perfect. So 87 makes sense to me. Yeah, I think it nails exactly what it's going for, which is a children's movie about yeah. animals that makes you feel good. And it nails 71, it. 71, though? 71, though? Fuck out of here. Get- I'm... I serious you know that's a, it's like it says 71 i tried to find a bad review and i really couldn't so i don't know where they're coming from a lot of them are just like consistently four or five stars so like yeah and you know consider four stars an 80 you know well yeah yeah so here's what i'm gonna say to our uh, here's my call to action first off 
uh follow us on twitter <laughs> follow us on uh you go subscribe to the youtube channel we're doing a show out there called co-op arcade uh it's me and mike doing essentially this show it's it's just it's shorter uh we're playing video games and just joking around being goofballs it's a fun time we don't we sometimes don't even talk about the game we just talk to each other and make jokes and have fun um uh follow mike on twitter at mike the gorman yep uh i just had to look it up because you know it before i did (laughs) i i i have all our because i have to type it out in the descriptions uh every week yeah yeah, yeah. um follow me on twitter at clipster charlie that's cool go and fucking sign up for a rotten tomatoes account I'm begging you it, for a birthday present for Mike. His birthday is coming yeah, up very soon. Just a couple weeks from now. Well, yeah, less than two weeks for a birthday present for Mike, uh, for a very, very early birthday for a late Christmas present for me. Go on Rotten Tomatoes, type in Homeward Bound, give it a five star, drop the podcast. Even if you want to, if you want to even put in the comments like this is for Mike and Charlie uh they showed me this movie it's amazing <laughs> right because if you watch this movie you're not gonna say it's bad <laughs> yeah you'll never think this movie is bad even if you even if you were to not watch this movie based on the general tone of how we're talking about because i get hyperbolic about things mike never does <laughs> he does this he is never absolutely goes this hard in for a movie. the most nostalgic i've ever been literally two minutes into this movie i'm like i am right back to being seven years old and it is not even good because of nostalgia it is just good review bomb this movie follow us on all the socials they're somewhere buried in our Twitters. And yeah, have a nice have a nice time. What movie did you want to do next week? What, what, what were we thinking? Oh, geez. Uh, I threw the suggestion out there. I said uh, White Fang and uh, Into the Wild, Harrison Ford. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen either of those movies. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a good episode. You do know we did mention it during this episode. That we're gonna have to do Rambo Deadly Prey at some point. We right? will. All right, we can make that the following episode if you want. We'll do. We'll do Into the Wild White Fang, and then we'll close out January with uh with uh Deadly uh, Prey Rambo. Ha- Deadly Prey Rambo. All right, so you have that to look forward to, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. And um, hey, go watch Homeward Bound. I'm begging you. <laughs> yes, fuck people who made violent notice. Yes, <laughs> terrific. Oh yeah, Sassy's great. Ah, man, I really legitimately could go for another like hour about how amazing (laughs) this movie. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, Bye, everybody.